Hello and welcome to the second annual episode of Diamonds in the Crowd. I'm David. And I'm Sam. And I like to find weird things on the internet that might not be worth the money that they're asking for it. Yep, and I'm the one who's trying to convince him to not to get that thing, but we... He is supposedly the voice of reason, but we all know that never works. So here we go. On today's episode, I figured that we would focus on something that uh, I think both of us quite find interesting, and that is electric cars, electric vehicles. Um, now for, in this instance, I am not, I'm not going to be bringing up any Teslas because they are arguably pretty mainstream. Um, but they, they're kind of the competitors for most of the vehicles that I, that I have, uh, that I have here. Um, I, the vehicles that I have, I have selected based off of personal preference, pretty much only. <laughs> but I all the all the vehicles that are listed here, they're all road legal. They're all allowed to drive on the highways. Well, actually, one of them might not be road legal in the U.S., but that's another story. Mm, okay, um, we'll take that later. But they're all yeah. they're all like in Europe, anyways. All of these vehicles are road legal, crash tested. They're cars that you could f- mostly drive every day, with maybe one exception. But yeah, okay. we'll see. About um, that. So, yeah, we're, we have a pretty wide range of vehicles here. But to start us off, I thought I'd talk about one one of one vehicle that I find pretty interesting. Okay. It is called the the company is called Rivian. Rivian, okay. Have you have you ever heard of Rivian before, Sam? No, I have not. So, Rivian is kind of interesting. I'm pretty sure that they first like did their first announcement about their company was during like the what was it maybe the LA Motor Show a year ago maybe 2 years ago I can't remember when they were first announced but they're kind of interesting because they're going after a market that I don't think I've seen anyone else really go for yet and uh, it's uh off-road adventure vehicles slash pickup trucks and SUVs. And they're kind of interesting. <laughs> nice. Now, the, 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 the one that I'm – they have two vehicles that they're developing. One is called the R1T Truck. Rolls off the tongue. An amazing name. Nice. Good job marketing. That's <laughs> well thought through. And then they also have the R1S SUV. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they're both built on the same platform with the same – motors and everything like that and i'll be sending you the link to the suv or to the to the pickup so truck because it's the, the truck one i find most interesting yep. well, yes yeah, we start with the truck and i think i think we can kind of skip the suv because it's pretty much the truck but with less storage and more like open space okay, in the let's do this. so here we go there's the link here we go so i'm opening the link and rivian here we go the website is really yeah, cool. the main selling features of this are a very long range probably because it's very heavy the design the design is, the design is uh, I'm not gonna say the word. But I, still, I find it I no interesting. It's an interesting like it. It looks like a normal truck, but except the headlights are kind. The headlights are vertical, yeah. which is kind of strange. Super strange. They're they're vertical ovals. But they kind of remind me of like Portal if you've ever played that game. True. But I do like the back the, though. Look at that at braking lights. Gosh, they're yeah. amazing. The 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 interesting thing about the front headlights are the the kind of the light bar that wraps around the ovals. Okay. The in the yeah, front, the on on the sides, those are the turning signals. I'm pretty sure, and the one in the middle, it's a charging indicator when it's being charged. It'll actually change color based on how much charge oh. is in the vehicle. So you can just walk past it and you see how much charge it has. 
Other other like main selling points about this is that they are aiming for 400 plus American miles in range, which who knows if they if that's a number that they've gotten or if that's just marketing speak. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to tell because these vehicles are in pre-production. They as far as I know, they're kind of just in the prototyping phase. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any car reviewers that have gotten their hands on any of these. Other interesting things is it uses a it uses four motors, so it's a quad motor system, one for each wheel, mm-hmm. around two hundred horsepower per wheel, individual torque vectoring and all the rest of it. Should be pretty good at rock crawling, but the ground clearance might be an issue because it's still kind of low for that. Um, it has <coughs> A decent wading depth of around three feet. I think Land Rover still beats them with most of their stuff, but it's pretty good and probably the first electric vehicle that could handle like 40, fording a river or something like that. Few, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so that's kind of interesting. They're supposedly saying zero to 60 miles an hour, American miles an hour in three seconds, which I find Ooh, a little, that, I find that a little hard to believe uh, just because of how heavy the thing probably okay, is. Okay, so according to the but website, uh, the payload is 800 yeah. kilograms. Yeah, so they're... So uh, that's really hard to believe, like zero to 60 in three seconds. This, yeah. Well, we'll see. Just wait to see, but if it's still in prototype mode or yeah stages, I have no idea. But to be honest, I really like this car. I can, I can see like, I see why they make the design this way, but I still think it's really ugly. If we're just gonna go with this, yeah. Here, I, yeah, you no, know, no, it's, you know yeah. what I would suggest that you should yeah. do. Uh, watch watch the video that they okay, have on their page so because they I the big thing that really draws me to this vehicle is the storage compartment okay. because they have some really interesting ones. Yeah, okay. So just just watch the video because this is designed for like an active lights lifestyle. So they have a dedicated um, storage compartment for like surfboards and skateboards and like longboards. Like it's a giant storage compartment that goes through the whole vehicle, which is kind of interesting. I don't think I've ever seen anyone else do it. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching the video right now. It looks really cool. Okay, yeah. like, okay, the basic pickup. Oh, yo, okay. So there's a compartment, like, opening up just in front of the front wheel, back wheels, front wheels? Yeah, the rear wheel. It yeah, goes all the way through behind it. I think it goes, un, like, kind of underneath the That's rear seats. Really and it goes, cool it goes all the way through the car, and it's a huge storage compartment. Then up in the front, because they don't have any normal normal motors, they have a massive storage compartment in the front as well, along with the huge pickup. True, bed. I saw that. So it's like, it's like one of, the, like, just in storage, it's one of the largest storage capacity vehicles I think I've ever seen outside of like purely industrial yeah. vehicles. That's the thing with electric cars is like because of the batteries just underneath everything storage mm-hmm. is just the new thing because you can fit so yeah. much things and I feel it amazing. The same thing with all the Teslas I have no idea about the cars you're going to present after this but still yeah. uh, storage is like the main thing and I just find it fascinating. Yeah, that, that's actually yeah. that's a good point. I, I, I will I will be raising it at a later point yeah. because I'm I'm kind of upset with one of the vehicles that they how they did the storage okay, unit because yeah. they had the potential to make it huge and it didn't. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Though. You keep going. Okay, so I'm watching the video right now. I'm almost done. Okay, so now they're driving through the forest. My concern is is there's no salt solar panels on this, right? Nothing at all. So no, no, if no. you're out there, you can get a 400. Last mile before. Well, okay. I have no idea. I, I still think that they are over their heads in like 
the way they are describing it, but it's, yeah. st- I still can see and like everything working out pretty much fine. But uh, I, I, the capabilities of this, I think they just went super overkill on everything. But it's still a really good car. The design-wise, mm-hmm. aesthetics could be better. It's a little boxy. Uh, yeah, you could check out the SUV as well. It's even okay. more boxy because it doesn't have the the rear trunk okay. that breaks it up. But other than that, I think they're identical. Okay. Oh, this looks like a Jeep or something. Yeah, it, but, but one thing that the the this is the car out of all the ones that I'm going to present today, this is the vehicle that I am most skeptical about because it's a company that's kind of come out of nowhere. It's a startup basically, and historically, with the exception of Tesla, pretty much the last successful car maker startup was like Chrysler in the 50s or something like that. And after that, no one's been able to successfully start a company. Plenty of people have tried. A lot of people with a lot of money have tried. And so far, Tesla's the only one that's managed to survive more than a few years. I mean, DeLorean is a perfect example of that. They built a really cool car, had a lot of really big hype around it, and then they couldn't deliver at all. So I'm I'm worried about this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it, I really like the design I, I, of the SUV way more. Just because, but it has the same headlights, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Here's the thing: it looks like a a weird version of a Mini Cooper, but like on larger wheels. Which I like the design yeah. more than like the actual pickup truck. But like, wait a minute! I just I just, I just noticed something. What? Their logo that they have. Yeah, Rivian. Is it the same font as? Uh, no, 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 not that, not that. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of their like the little oh, okay, yeah. uh, square logo that shows up. It reminds me of the uh, in in Destiny. They're in a, a video game Destiny. There, you have these little characters called ghosts. And I'm sending you a picture now of oh, one. I can't. But check I out could, the I eye totally on the ghost. See that. <laughs> it's like this, like the exact oh, same oh, thing. Yo, it's the yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay, it's the same thing. I just saw oh. that. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I mean, it's a good design. I mm-hmm. like it, but it's kind of funny. It's interesting. But here we go. Okay, so that was a good car. I think yeah. I, yeah. The, the interesting. So the interesting thing about this is that their facilities that they're using, like their R&D center and their current factory, is an old Mitsubishi plant that's in the U.S. that they bought from Mitsubishi. Mm. So they already have a lot of tooling and they already have the space for to go into full-scale production, yeah. but they're going to have to redo a lot of it in, in order to tool it for electric motors and everything like that. And also another thing, I have no idea who their battery supplier is. It, yeah, I don't know if they're using like I don't know if they're using like the Tesla Panasonic cells I've, and yeah. like converting them into their... Um, like constructing them that way because that would probably be pretty smart if they just used one that was already there. But I, I, I worry if they're trying to go for their own like proprietary system. Yeah. Okay, so that I'm, I'm okay, yeah, I can find any information, but it looks pretty solid. So in conclusion, this this looks really promising, but I do think that yeah. they can't deliver it on everything that they promised. But still, no, it seems I think it's a little too yeah. ambitious. But, we're still like, this is a step in the right direction. So, uh, yeah. like, I'm really happy to see that people are actually starting to embrace this entire part of the industry. But still... They're seeing the opportunities with the new technology, yeah. which is very, very good. So, very nice. Okay, yeah. Um, we If we just kind of watch through the panels, main panels, it's very Tesla-inspired, of course, but... 
that's because Tesla pretty much just like open a new frontier. They're, they're the yeah. leader in the whole yeah, electric thing. The but the interesting about this is that it doesn't directly compete with any Tesla vehicle. Because even even the Tesla pickup that will launch eventually, which they've talked about a decent amount. They haven't showed any pictures of oh, it yet, I don't think. But, but it probably won't be focused for off-road at all. I, I can't really imagine it is because that's not really what Tesla does. They do like they do city and kind of nice semi-luxury vehicles. Exactly. They don't really do they don't really have anything to do with the off-road, which this I, – I, so I don't think this really competes with Tesla in any way, which is kind of interesting because oh. all the I, other I, cars I, that I'm going to show pretty much okay. do. So, yeah, that's the thing with me. Like this is the equivalent of an electric Jeep, which like yeah. I find it really promising. I, I, I'm, I'm going to look forward to follow the development of Rivian, but for now I'm just going to mm-hmm. let them actually launch a working product for like commercial reasons, yeah. but – one thing that may, has me really worried is that they they're taking pre-orders yeah, yeah. for vehicles, but but they haven't announced a price or a delivery exactly. date, which is very worrying. That's very worrying, but still, I have no idea how much the pre-order is. Uh, One thousand U.S. dollars. It's not it's not that bad, but if you lose that, yeah. No. How much was the Model Three pre-order? That was way more. I think it was like four thousand, five thousand. Yeah, exactly. So. But this comes from a company that has nothing to show for. So, like, they have re- – like, you just have to trust them. But I wouldn't – like, in just looking at this, there's no way I would actually pre-order. But, yeah. No. I'd, I'd wait until they got cars on the road and until I got car reviews from sources that I trust. Like, I, I want to see what Top Gear would think of it if they got their hands on it or, and things yeah, like that. Exactly. Okay, so here, here we go, Rivian. All right. Good job. Yeah, R- Rivian was a good, jo- good job. Um, maybe not worth it right now, right? I think that's the consensus. Wait until we see if they can prove themselves. Now, moving on to another car, which I think has a much wider market appeal, and I am... Very, very excited to see it launch later this year, and I have no doubt in my mind that this company will be able to pull it off because it's Honda. Oh, okay. Honda is going... And this uh, is... I know, like, just before you're showing me anything, Honda, they've, they've mm-hmm. been, like, really pushing the electric behind the scenes, right? I have no... Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, they've they've been doing massive investment investments into exactly. electric. That's the thing. They used a lot of the research that they took from their supercar, the NSX, yeah, exactly. which admittedly was a hybrid, but they've taken a lot of the battery technology and um, v- engine technology and things from that and learnings from that, and I think they've put that towards their R and D department in the electric segment, which makes me really excited for these cars. Okay, because the first of the all electric vehicles that Honda is launching. Unless they did like some one-off electric version, or not one-off, but like an electric version of one of their cars that they have already. They may have done an electric Civic at some point in time that I don't know about. But this is the first like purposely designed electric vehicle that Honda has built, as far as I know. And it started off as a concept car. So I'm going to see if I can find a picture of the concept mm-hmm. car, actually. Because uh, it, I'm, I'm, it's, it, it's interesting to show, see the difference between the concept car and the final car. Hmm. So the, I'm, I'm just sending a picture, okay. just a picture and nothing else of the concept car. This is the concept car for the Honda Urban EV Concept was the original name. <laughs> so that's the, that's the picture of the car. Whoa. 
And, this looked like, and so, like an old school Pichot or Well, so hmm. what that design is based off of is a Honda N six hundred. I I really like it. So this I really like this, it. it. It's kind it's kind of based off of the design of a Honda N six hundred, which was the first car that Honda exported to oh, to the okay. rest of the I, world. And I just yeah, sent a picture of that to you. Wow. No, I really so like this the, design. Okay. Yeah, the so Honda N six hundred. Okay, go for it. Was a a, a small two door hatchback that was rear engined and rear wheel drive, and so it was v- very popular in the U S. when it originally launched. It launched a little ways after World War Two, I think. It was part of the Japanese government's like uh, trying to rebuild the economy. Or actually, no, wait, it seems like this is in the 1970s, so it was a bit later. But yeah, you, you get yeah. it. This was the first car that Honda exported to the U.S. Um, and then, so that's what the Honda EV concept is based off of. I just lost my line. Hold on. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Honda E. There we go. And now this, I'm sending you a link to the to the current product page for the Honda E is the so, name of it now. They just so changed this it to is the Honda legit E. Thing. This is like the thing. This is the legit thing. Yeah. And the pictures that they have are of a prototype, but when Top Gear did an interview with them, they said that the prototype was 90% production ready. There are only a few little tiny details that they're changing between what you're seeing on the picture and what will be sold. Okay, so here we go. Honda E prototype. Yeah. Da, da, da. Oh, and it's, it's very impressive that they've managed to keep it very, it's very, very similar, similar to like, the concept wait, car. Let me just put them side by side. I did like the concept car more because now they made it like rounder in the front end. Oh, yeah. I like that. They, oh. they made it. They they made it kind of similar, closer to the original N six hundred because the headlights are yeah. now completely round. But it looks and things like that. Where's the I love the taillights on it. The back end is amazing. <laughs> but I, the, like, I really like it. Mm, I want that cream white they had in the old car, but it doesn't look like they have it. <laughs> you can get it in charged yellow metallic, which is more of a green, or yeah. crystal blue metallic. I see that. Really nice okay, blue. so here we go. So, okay. This is the model. So, oh. Main selling, main selling oh. points for this. Small, small electric city vehicle mm. that is uh, kind of sporty. Still all rear-wheel drive with right around 100 horsepower. I think it's a little more than 100 for the launch edition. They'll probably do some sportier trim later. Um, Very notable thing about this, it doesn't have rear-view mirrors. It has cameras, little cameras that are on little stalks that kind of look like bug eyes. Mm. Um, And and then if you look on the inside, the the interior has... A huge bank of screens. I see that. That's what uh, I love it. I have no idea why, but it looks yeah. amazing. So but the wooden panel is that wood? That's real wood. Oh. I think that's real wood. I don't um, like that, but the rest of it, it looks so. I think that's an option. Okay. You could probably like switch that out for a more like plastic or something yeah. like that, or cloth maybe. But basically, the the idea is that the panel behind the driver is not a touchscreen. But it shows like speed and things like that. It can be edited and changed by the panel that's immediately to the right, which is intended for the driver to use to the, for you. But intended for the driver to use. Further to the right is a panel that the co-pilot or the the um, the passenger is intended to use. 
Oh. So that's that's okay. really nice. And be, and mm. interesting thing, because it's rear-wheel drive, but also because it's rear-engined technically because the motor is in the yeah. back, it's electric, so it doesn't take much room, um, there is no, like, um, no uh, drive shaft tunnel, which means there's a lot of leg room, even in the, even in the rear seats, oh. uh, because they don't have any big divider going, going down the middle. Okay, so so I see that very interesting. interesting. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so in my opinion, I like it. I really like the concept car way more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. two things. First of all, why is the charging port in the front? It's it in the center. Yeah, it looks because really then you weird. can you can you can reach it no matter how you park the car. It doesn't matter what side the charger is on. Hmm. The, okay, I get that. I get that. Okay, and this is because then, then if you have like a charger at home that say it's in your garage on the right side of the garage when you drive in, you can back in if you want to. You can yeah, drive it forwards; it doesn't yeah. matter. It'll reach yeah, anyway. Electric, I get that. Okay, and the second thing is, I think that the screens are like I get that on the passenger side, but for mm-hmm. the driver, it feels so inconvenient. Like right there, either either it's like the I think that they just wanted everything to align really nice, but. Mm-hmm. For functionality's sake, I don't really. Uh, it feels so. It looks so weird. I don't know. I, I get why like uh, all the other cars, pretty much, or the electric ones I've seen till this day, and including Tesla, why they do have like that big screen in the middle, but they do have a separate one. But yeah. right. which is I I really like that Honda stayed away from the design of the Model yeah. 3. Because personally, and this might be an unpo- unpopular opinion, I hate the interior of the Tesla Model 3. Like, I, 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 don't, I, I, I can't stand it. I do it. not like it if uh, there actually is a, like, you actually have to drive the car. But I get that for mm-hmm. if it's a self-driving car. It's a freaking... But no, they're not they, there yeah, yet that, is the yeah, problem. That, they're the not thing. there it's yet. A per, like, the, the Tesla Model 3 is amazing if it's a self-driving car. Then everything mm-hmm. is prepared for the self-driving car, as they talked about before. But they're just yeah. waiting for everything to become legal, and that's the thing. It just well, like, I also I also don't think that their algorithms are quite mm, perfect yet. True, I mean, they 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 seem to have quite a yeah. bit of problems. I I kind of follow some of the forums, and people complain about it yeah. still quite a bit. I mean, it seems great for heavy traffic, but then other than that, there are a lot of flaws. Exactly. From what I understand, I don't have any personal experience with it, so take that with a grain of salt. I in, in just kind of. Keep to keep the conversation mm-hmm. moving. I sent you a picture of the current generation Mercedes A Class interior. Mercedes A Class is the smallest hatchback that Mercedes sells, and it has a similar screen thing that the Honda does. This is not an electric yeah. vehicle, and not okay, really. So I can see that. But, just yeah, move on so from this quickly. But that, that I think that Honda kind of maybe took inspiration from how Mercedes did yeah. this. I'm not okay, sure. so to describe this for our listeners is pretty much just like mm-hmm. a really long and short screen like and everything's they, electric I think they were around the same size as an iPad just a little shorter yeah, so, mm, yeah. okay so well, I never really liked any design that looks pretty much like this because it's it looks th- that's the thing about modern cars is that they instead of having like real indicators showing they just put a screen there and everything is digital which I yeah. find is really yeah. boring to look at like and they usually age pretty poorly, exactly. which is part of the reason that it's part of the reason that if you've ever seen the interior of like a Pagani Zonda, which is absurdly expensive hypercar, or the Bugatti Veyron, or the Bugatti Chiron, even 
you'll notice that they don't have any digital screens on the inside. And they do that on purpose. They do it, they do it like that. Well, partially because uh, with the Bugatti, they want like little kids to be able to look inside the car and see the speedometer go up to like 400 kilometers an hour. And then they realize that the car will actually go that fast, even if it's turned off. And you, you can't do that if you have a screen there instead. And, and then they also they wanted to make sure that the car wouldn't lose value as it got older or as the software slowed down. So they intentionally made it all mechanical or analog so that they wouldn't have like computer issues in 10 years or something like that. These cars are meant to like stay collector cars forever. So that's why they don't do that. But for consumer vehicles, just like the ones that are actually meant to be driven and not just sit in showrooms or in air-conditioned garages collecting money over the years uh, or collecting value, they, they, they do the digital screens just for practical reasons. You could put like, um, like uh, warning indicators on there or if you need, have like music playing or maps or stuff like that. But yeah, any, anyways, you were going to say something? Um, no, in general, like I'm waiting for anyone like within – the car manufacturer industry to, or like, yeah, the designer parts like to re redesign it because I really hate this design, but it looks like everything is leaning towards this is going to be the new thing. And as we can see in like, yeah, the Honda, it's the same thing. I like everything. And well, I really like the first, uh, like, yeah, as I said, I really like the concept car way more. But th- yeah, this looks mm-hmm. promising. I have no idea why some kind of like, it looks like both the first one, the one you showed me, and this one, uh, both of them kind of are designed in the same, I would say like philosophy of trying to mm-hmm. make them look cute because they are electric. That's yeah. th- which I think that's I think that's better than trying to make them look aggressive because they're yeah. electric, which I think is a mistake that Toyota has made. It's not an electric car, but it's a hybrid. When they when they did the new Toyota Prius, yeah, I, I think they're that. way too aggressive. That's the thing about cars. Like, I get that that they really want us to fall for like that they are cute because they're a mm-hmm. new thing because they're electric and. Everything is leaning towards uh, self-driving later on, way past in the future. Mm-hmm. But he, that's the thing. Everything looks like they want to make it look innocent and safe. Both these cars, and I want something that actually like looks decent. Like I would actually laugh if I see one of those cars in, on the street right now. But if anything mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I, I, I get that. Uh, most designers are probably like yeah if it looks cute and people want that it, it probably will sell more but in my personal preference I want to see a car that actually like looks like a car and nothing not going like the BB-8 yeah. design philosophy yeah but but I, I'm going to be honest if if I were in the market for a car right now and this Honda was on sale it would be one of my top contenders because I love this design. Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite modern designs for a vehicle. But I understand all the criticisms that yeah. you have for it. I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's I a just good car. Okay, I so really like the this. specifications? <laughs> I have no idea where. Uh, yeah. They uh, have they have the specifications somewhere. I don't know if they're on okay. this page. I've seen them before, but I can't remember them. Like I said, I think the horsepower is around like 110. Oh. Rear wheel drive, rear engined. I think that there were. Uh, What's the range? More than. A, it says more than 200 kilometers, which is short. It's low for an electric vehicle, yeah. but this is primarily designed to be a My city example, vehicle. So that's yeah. kind of understandable. Yeah. Um, this, 
in in a way, this doesn't really compete against any Teslas. It, the closest would be the Model Three, but even then, it's kind of in a different market segment because this is like a small city car. This would be closer to competing with, say, the Volkswagen Up. And for our American viewers you, or listeners, you should Google the Volkswagen Up because it's not sold in the U.S. But it's one of one of the it, it is the smallest car that a Volkswagen mm-hmm. sells right now. Small, boxy, designed for city runarounds. Kind of fun and sporty if you get it in the right trim. Um, yeah. Nice. Sweet. Okay. Here we go. I'll and and just, just before we move on to the next vehicle, I've sent you two more pictures about how Bentley, once again, an expensive yeah. car, but hopefully this will move down in price later, how Bentley solves the issue with designing around a large central screen. Oh. So in the first picture, in the first picture you see yeah. there... Uh, there are three analog clocks that I think they're designed by Rolex, maybe? I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's some some very expensive clock manufacturer. But they're analog clocks with, like, a mahogany wooding back and then, like, a piano tile black. Um, I don't know if it's plastic or what it is. Probably not in Bentley. But uh, front panel. Uh, very, very sleek and well-designed. But then at a push of the button on the center console the whole clock assembly will rotate back into the um, into the dash, revealing a large HD uh, touchscreen oh, yeah. where, like, the central yeah. infotainment system and all that, all the rest of it functions. Uh, and so I think that's really smart. You hide the screen like that, and it kind of just rotates forwards whenever you need to use it, and you hide it when you don't want to use it. Um, they all, it, It's actually like a giant triangle because they have another panel that's just the wood and the black trim, and uh, the cl- so the clocks aren't there either for a really, really sleek design. It's really nice. Also, probably a bit more expensive than it needs to be. But, you know, it's Bentley, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see this. And, yeah, it, it's a step in the right direction. But I, I still think that there's a better way to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll be figured out eventually. It'll probably become – there'll be a new standard that comes out or something like yeah. that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so now we move on to – a a car and a car company that it, it, it's it's kind of close to my heart. I mean, I really I really really like these. Um, I said I said about the Honda that if I were in the market for a car and it was available, I would be it would be one of my top contenders. But this car that I'm about to print, pretend present now would probably be the top contender. This is the car that I would probably buy if I had the money for it right now. Which mentally I don't, <laughs> but it and it, it is it is Polestar. Oh. Now, before I talk about Polestar, Polestar's vehicles, and more specifically the Polestar Two, which is the vehicle that I'll be presenting primarily now, because the Polestar One is a hybrid sports car. Um, I'm just going to give a brief history lesson on Polestar for the people who don't know what Polestar is. So. Polestar is a subsidiary brand of, like a daughter brand of Volvo, and Volvo is in turn owned by Geely, but that's a whole different story. Geely is a Chinese investment company. Um, but Polestar started off as a, um, well, they, they have their roots in the old, um, like, BTCC era, so the British touring oh, car racing, yeah. and even even like the world touring car racing, Sweden Swedish touring car racing to some degree, but it wasn't as popular as the others, so don't usually count them. Um, they were they started off as like the racing department for 
Volvo. And originally, originally it was just called like Volvo Racing or something like that. Later on into the early 2000, late 90s, early 2000s, they rebranded and became Cyan Racing, um, where the S- Swedish Racing gr- Green uh, came from, which funnily enough is actually like a neon blue. It's it's just called Swedish Racing Green because it's the Swedish equivalent of British Racing Green, and it was all their calls there. There these this company uh, or this like department was were the ones that designed the 850R among other things, which is a famous um, wagon uh, that was like one of the fastest wagons of its time. They raced a wagon in the touring car series against like Alfa Romeo and <laughs> Audi and these other car companies. It's amazing. There's a great video on YouTube where it's just a highlight of the best clips. They were like, they hit the curbs, went up on two wheels. They were insane. Um, but then the rules changed and they switched to using their, their uh, sedan versions because they were more aerodynamic and functioned better. And they was the whole reason for that. But anyways, <laughs> so they, they became, they, they became Scion racing in the early, late nineties, early two thousands. And they continued, as a subsidiary of Volvo for quite a while. Uh, and then eventually the Polestar brand started forming. And it was still a subsidiary of Volvo. Mm-hmm. And they, um, but they did like from the factory tuning of Volvos. So they did like the, they, they were called Polestar Engineered. And it was basically, it was supposed to be a competitor for like BMW M and Mercedes AMG. But they never quite had the same like, pure performance as those two brands did. And they were a little bit too expensive for the amount of performance that they offered. But if you were dead set on getting a really comfortable Volvo and you wanted them to be a little faster and a little sportier, then you could get the Polestar package, which um, like redid engine tuning. I think it increased horsepower to around 400 horsepower from their, their four, four cylinder turbo and supercharged engine because they used both a supercharger and a turbocharger on their, gas engines yeah. they still do it's the same engine that they use now which is very impressive that they've made it function as well as they have um and so they they did all that they also notably competed in the australian v8 supercar competition where they designed a special version of the s60 sedan that had a giant V8 engine in it, which I have no idea if it was like a <laughs> V8 that they took from someone else or if they designed it in-house or whatever, but they managed to win the series actually oh. with it, which was very impressive. Yeah. They never made a road legal version of it though, which makes me upset. But anyways, um, but then you fast forward to a, a few years ago, I think it was uh, two, 2017, 2016, something like that. And Polestar announced kind of out of nowhere that they were splitting from Volvo. They were no no longer going to be a part of Volvo, but they would become their own car brand, that they would build their own vehicles with a focus on electric performance. And so... um, and so they announced that, and then they didn't. No one really heard from them for for a while. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, they announced the Polestar One, which is a six hundred horsepower hybrid electric. So six six hundred gas horsepower, two hundred electric horsepower, one thousand newton meters of torque Holy hybrid man. electric vehicle, um, sports car, and I'll send you the link to that right now. It's not the one that I thought we'd bring up now. I'm just. <laughs> using it as an analogy oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. for moving into the Polestar 2, which comes later. Yeah. It is a, a semi-low-production um, vehicle where they, they I think they're only building around 500 of them a year. The, um, haven't started delivery yet. They're scheduled for later this year. It looks like um, a BMW, already have a f- though. It looks like a pretty much well, rip-off of the BMW M3 <laughs> 
design, but it looks well, amazing. It, what, what it actually is, is it's, it's the same chassis that the S90 is built on, so the their largest sedan mm-hmm. right now. It's just that they basically they cut out the rear seats and moved it the whole chassis closer together. Mm-hmm. And then they re and so it has the same like front end and similar rear end anyways. Wider somewhat wider uh wheel arches to accommodate for larger tires. And they also have like um, they they reinforce the chassis with a large carbon fiber um, panel that's like molded directly onto the steel chassis. I think it's a steel chassis. Might be aluminum. Mm-hmm. Not entirely sure. Um, and they call it like the Dragonfly something or other. But yeah, it, so it it's kind of interesting. It's interesting the way they've done the configuration because the gas engine only drives the front wheels. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. So they have 600 horsepower going through the front wheels. The electric engines are only mounted onto the rear wheels. So it's four-wheel drive, but without a drive shaft, because without a central drive shaft, because there's no connection between the front and the rear. They're completely separate units. It, but uh, the rear, the electric engines make like 200 horsepower or something like that, and it can be driven on electric power only. So if you want to, you can have a fully rear-wheel drive car. That's really so interesting, it's, it, yeah. Yeah, and so that's like just the whole thing. But moving on to the Polestar 2, which is the one that I thought we would discuss more in depth today, and then you could like express your opinions on it and everything. The Polestar 2. Okay. Wait, that's well, the wrong uh, link. I sent the Polestar link? 1 again. Yeah. Uh, the Polestar 2 is a small, like, hatchback, or it's a small ish hatchback SUV. Here we go. Uh, kind of a crossover micro SUV somewhere mm-hmm. in, in between okay. competes pretty directly with the Tesla model three and even the Tesla model Y probably to a closer extent. Um, it, it'll do zero to a hundred kilometers an hour in 4.7 seconds yeah. in its performance no, yeah. version. Okay. Um, so, so that's, that's pretty quick, kind of impressive. And it'll, it's, it just, it seems like one of the most well-designed modern vehicles I've ever seen. Yeah, okay. So, so I'm, I'm on the website right now looking at the video. To be honest, I, I f- totally f- fell in love with the Polestar 1, but I get that it's not a fully electric car. Uh, but mm-hmm. when I just pulled up this thing, just because I love the design of the first Polestar, just be- I don't know why, but okay, so this one, this is like... Uh, yeah, this is way this is way heftier, and uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. bigger. This is this is more of a family yeah, okay. car. It's not supposed to be a sleeker. Yeah, so th- so th- this Dino, this is the total opposite of the first two ones we've talked about. This is like I'm gonna wreck you. Very yeah. modern, so, very yeah. very modern, and I really like it. Um, yeah, is this is what I want cars like electric cars competing with today's non electric cars. They mm-hmm. should look like that. They should not look like Teslas or uh, the cute f- design philosophies. This is the thing I want to see. The thing is, I'm not. This yeah, is very modern, like, very Scandinavian, and, hard edges, yeah, and everything and I like love that. Love it. This is this is what I want. But 
I can, ooh, and the interior is really nice too. I, it's the interior. Okay. I'm going to get yeah, to the okay. interior because we're getting there. I, but just mm. just as a heads up, I got to sit in one of these yesterday because they were having a live showing. If you're listening to this live, Polestar is on a world tour right now, showing off this car. I would recommend checking their Instagram or their website, and if you have the opportunity, go and see this in person because I am so impressed by this vehicle. This is a whoa. Okay, so okay. Mm-hmm. It delivers way less horsepower than the last. Okay, but yeah, okay. Oh yeah, this this, this is still performance. It's around four hundred <coughs> yeah, horsepower, yeah. but it's 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 supposed to be more of a livable family vehicle. So this is the, the price is a lot lower on this. Mm-hmm. It's around sixty thousand euros. Okay, for for the 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 initial version, there'll be a cheaper version that launches later that has. Uh, m- among other things, slightly downrated uh, shock absorbers and brakes. This launch edition uses Brembo brakes and Olin's shock absorbers. Yeah. So it's the ride will probably be amazing, and the braking power will be very, very okay. substantial. <laughs> so, so I love this car, except one thing. That's the roof thing, kind of. What's the deal with that? Like, it looks like a the, the roof, yeah, or. Why? Why does it look like a white halo thing around it? Why didn't they just in, went like the infinity thing? Like Teslas do have that. So, like where the the the, the windshield is connected yeah. to the roof. What is that? Like that's the only thing I do not like about the design of this car because everything else I totally love it. It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's like ah oh, it's it's really nice. I have. Um, okay, yeah, but that's the only thing because I, I don't like that part of the design. The rest of it, mm-hmm. I think I can. Yeah, I can say this. This is what I want. One thing, yeah, and yeah. there, in person, in person, when you see this thing, there's so many little details. Yeah. Um, I want you to look at the rear view mirrors if you can find a picture of the rear view mirrors because. Admittedly, it's using mirrors, whereas yeah. a few of the other cars on here they use cameras instead of mirrors, um, but. They're frameless mirrors, so they've gotten rid of like the big covers around the mirrors. So it's like they're edgeless. It's like they put in an infinity display, but on mirrors. It's beautiful. Okay, I see it. (laughs) Ah, that's really cool. Yeah, well, mirrors are mirrors. Um, I like this design, and yes, yeah, I I can totally see this. A little, at least from my taste, I would say it's okay. This the design is really good, except. Maybe ten percent too aggressive. Uh, it's supposed to be kind of a yes, performance that, version thing, but if, of it. But so if it's, we make it, it's possible. It's possible that the cheaper version that are launched later that isn't performance will look slightly less yeah, aggressive because there may be a body kit on this one that we don't know yeah, about because, yet. Yeah, I think about it like this does not look like a family car. To be honest, it looks like yeah. I, uh, and yet, it's a five-seater yeah, with a yeah, huge that's, that's storage like. compartment in the back. Yeah, it, it got the classical Scandinavian design, but I would like just smoother some of those edges and yeah, make it less aggressive just for the friendliness of it. Yes, I did say that the first ones, the first two, they were way <laughs> too friendly, but this one is like a scary tiger coming at you. So just, just like. <laughs> Dial it down ten percent. Uh, I would totally love it. Um, I do love the rims; they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. They they have a few different design yeah. options for that. And yeah, I would say if if everything is going towards yeah this direction within electrics, or I don't know what people call them because well 
You never know. Electrification, I think, is the term that the industry okay, is so using. That's the, I don't like it still. Oh, oh well. Uh, <laughs> one thing, yeah. Hmm. One thing is still, <coughs> as we could see in the first two uh, electric cars we presented today, is the door handles on this one actually sticks out. First two. Yeah, they're actually real door handles, yeah. which I love. I hate the design of the door handles where you have to push them in to pull exactly. it out that they have on the Model 3. I think the ones that they have on the Model S for the Tesla is way overkill. It's well, too complicated. It's just another thing exactly. to break. That's the, just put normal door handles on your cars, damn that's it. That's the thing. Yeah, I I love this design because I want real door handles and only small details like just from watching this. This like looks like a normal car. The first, like, mm-hmm. they're trying to, like, really separate that this is not the car you had before. But I think that, like, the evolution of uh, this industry should be slower than they're trying to do it right now. And Which, it, 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 is, it is pretty slow. They've been working yeah. on, electric, on electric vehicles for, like, 10 years or something I like that. I see that, it's just been but, I, very but it's been, like, the design goes from... This is the exactly the exact same design as a non-electric car, uh, and mm-hmm. the, the only difference is pretty much they slap a battery and you actually get a storage compartment in the front, or or there's these really cute ones, and then we get the Tesla, which is in a category of itself. But they kind of they they, they have very natural yeah, designs where it's all like organic exactly. flowing. So with this one, yes, for uh, yeah, in our case, the door handles, yes. Please mm-hmm. keep them there until we get a better, whatever, innovation in this field. Because yeah. I do hate, why should we motorize those? There's so much things that can go wrong. There's yeah. so much things that can go wrong. And just, yeah, from an engineering perspective. And in, I <laughs> McLaren, McLaren already tried to make a car that didn't have any door panels. They just had like a capacitive touch mm, zone exactly, on the outside yeah. of their door and, that, and mechanical opening. And it failed miserably because every time it rained, they would stop working. Exactly. It was horrible. <laughs> so, so that's the deal. And well, I see, like, from, from a design perspective, yes, the rearview mirror. Well, yeah, the mirrors are really cool. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a show off thing. But, but mirrors are really fragile. <laughs> so I like them. But yeah, I think, like, the reason you have to do that, like, ah, uh, ah, uh, it, it's a cool thing. Nothing that, like, really yeah. tickles my nerves, but it's still, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. But, and, so, and, and yes. I'm, I'm just going to, so just, I've sent you the configurator because they actually have a configurator okay. that you can go in and spec out your Polestar 2 and then place a pre-order on it. Yeah. And then you can change small details later on when they go into production. The I, I should say, they already have an estimated delivery date for this as well. Okay. So they have a price, estimated delivery date. They have the the full power of the Volvo car group behind them. So they have the expertise. They have the knowledge. They have the history. They're going to pull this yes. off. I'm very, very sure of it that they're going to pull this off because they already have a factory and everything set up. They're just tooling for production right now, doing final prototyping on the car. This is amazing. But, okay, so b- before we're actually like concluding this car i still want to talk about the interior yeah which i'm i'm going to get to because i want to talk about the interior yeah. too and all the little design details that they have so <coughs> the first thing that we should mention because we were talking about the infotainment system earlier and <laughs> the infotainment in this so the center console and the touchscreen it 
admittedly, it kind of looks like they stuck an iPad to a Volvo, pretty much. Is <laughs> kind of what it looks like. But the thing is, I'm okay with it because Google developed the entire infotainment system. This car runs Android. And not Android Auto, it runs pretty much the same software that your phone does. So it has full access to the Google Play Store. The Google Assistant is integrated directly into the car. Connected to the internet, Google Maps is designed to be put into the um, the center, like the either the center console or into behind the steering wheel, it can automatically program itself so that it'll follow, it'll like go to charge, it'll, it'll like map you to charging stations if you need to when you do longer routes and everything like that. It's, it's Spotify is integrated into it directly. It's they got everything. Yeah. It's amazing. I yeah. guess... It's like, why haven't any other car manufacturers done this before? It's so brilliant. Yeah, so I get that. Like, I still want to see that, but there's just that one thing that... And Tesla does pretty much, like, it's really close to the same thing. And then we see that thing with Apple CarPlay integrated, mm-hmm. like, in a car. And I get that they still want to make everything towards, like, this... Like everything should be connected into one thing, like uh, within the ecosystems, and to put cars in it, mm, that like I don't know. That's, see, yeah. see, the thing is, the thing is with this, I can really understand. I because get that. Another mm. thing that another thing that Google is pushing pushing a lot is the smart home thing. Exactly. So they have like the Nest, and they have the um, they 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 have the Google Home systems along with a lot of different smart light solutions. With this car, you can literally pull up into your driveway without even getting out of the car you can tell you can say you could ask google to unlock your door turn on the lights set the right temperature and start playing your favorite music indoors and then you just you, you and it's like it, it's raining you literally you just sit in your car until your door is unlocked and then you can just immediately go inside without without having to stand around and fumble for keys because the car unlocked the door for you yeah, and I, I like that, but, like, that's the thing. When the car becomes, like, a replacement for your phone. Like, I get – we have our phones with us every time. I mean, yes, I see that, but to do – to have that power while still having to actually drive the car, I still can't see that. Like, I, I like I get that, yes, this is the cool new thing, but in this case, you should actually focus on – as long as humans are behind the wheel – why still develop this these all overkill technologies around it? Then I get that everything is like developing towards us just having a big screen and everything is going by itself. But we're still in this middle phase and to try to push like in in this case it's the software to push the software to do all these crazy things. But we need to still develop like the basic concepts around everything, and that's the thing. We're not there yet, but uh, like yeah, the software and everything, and yeah, all the technology in the car is so way ahead of the rest of it. So uh, yeah. I see that as a big like everything will actually like bottleneck in the sense of we're waiting on the next innovation within hardware and physical things because our softwares are already like light years ahead and i see that in this car and i like i like it and but but it's still like 
how much of that will you actually use? Because yeah. I'd use it a lot because I use the entire yeah. entire Google system quite a bit. I'm I'm sitting here right now as we're talking, and I'm looking at my Google Home that I that I have in this room yeah. right now. I have five more all over my house. I have uh, I have my all of the lights in the living room are connected to it. I have a Chromecast on my TV, the, so that I control it with the <laughs> network like that. I'm I'm all in on this. So I I know <laughs> I think this uh. is I think this is the natural. Next yes, step, I, I see in, that th- with the Google ecosystem. So in and general, I, yeah, I think in, in any when ecosystem. this car launches, it'll be ready. Yeah, and that I see that, but it's still we're still bottlenecking around the rest of the technology in the car, like the physical space, and like you actually have to maneuver the, this car. And the basics of an electric car is like you have a battery, and then you have motors, yeah, turning the wheels and. That's pretty much it, and there's nothing else to it. And well, that's an understatement, well, but yeah. Still, that's the basic principles, and we're still waiting for the next big thing. But all the energy in this industry is put into making so many more. Like yes, building the ecosystem, building the general like crazy things that the car can do, which isn't the actual use of the car, and. And, and I see that, but I'm still like, I still think that the industry should just like wait a second and let these things actually like establish themselves in our society because all of these things are like like years ahead of, yeah, reality right now because yeah, we, mm. we see two, three cars that are like, yeah, they're in the prototype stages and the best and like but if we look at our roads today the best we can see is Tesla's outside so yeah I'm still waiting for it but I I get that I do do want to live in a world where everything is that way but I think that we're ahead of ourselves in general Hmm. I don't don't think I agree but yeah (laughs) because this the thing that I'm one of the things I'm really really excited for about this infotainment yeah. system is that it's not necessarily exclusive to Polestar. It's very possible that the next generation of Volvo could have this the, this Google developed infotainment system d- installed in them. It's possible that Google might sell it to BMW and have them put it in their cars. And I just think I think that this solution that Google has designed, and Google is a company that's well known for its user friendly designs and like just they're very well thought through software and everything like that. I think it's just such a such a smart idea to have them do the development of the software in the vehicle instead of having a, the car companies themselves do it. And then you have like a thousand different standards that all kind of sort of don't work <laughs> instead of the Volvo voice assistant that they had in the last generation of the thing that only recognizes your voice half of the time. Why not just use the already vastly superior Google Assistant, which has very it's it's miles ahead of most of the competition when it comes to voice recognition and it already has all of these integrated features that just work really really well in the case of driving and you don't want to take your hands off the steering wheel i think it's just so much better to have google do that development and design the product instead of having the car companies try and do it themselves and i think it turns out much better when google does it true yeah so that that's why i I agree on that that. yeah 
and so moving away from the the infotainment system, uh, well, actually, it's kind of cool. The 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 dashboard behind the the steering wheel, you can like move everything into that if you want to. I mean, it's not a touch screen, but you can like put the Google Maps directly in there and have have everything like that. It's kind of a smart design, similar to how Audi had their system designed a few yeah. years ago. But it's it's just cool to see it how they implemented it in this because it's very very nicely done. Um, they there is an option. For optional extra to have leather ventilated seats, air conditioned seats, so your uh, your seats are cooled and uh, and heated through air pumping through them instead of having um, in, instead of having like giant heating coils do it. So I think that's a there are a lot of car companies that are doing that, but it's just nice to see, nice to see it included in this. Yeah, and um, then the the roof. You were talking about how you don't like the yeah. roof. I like the roof. The only the only thing that I don't really like about it is that you can't open it because on the current generation of Volvos, they also have the like the full glass yeah. roof, and but it, it has like a sliding compartment on the front, so half the roof can open, and then you get a nice fresh air through it like that. The with this one though, you'll notice on the in, on the inside that the like the center lighting cluster at the front for the driver and the the passenger. Yeah. It like kind of hangs underneath the uh, the 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 roof, almost the ceiling, and it's kind of cool. It's just a little detail. It doesn't really do anything. It's not practical at all. But that has a little light in it that projects the Polestar North Star logo onto the onto the glass in the ceiling. Oh. It's like transparent, but you can see it if you're sitting there. You can actually see the Polestar logo being projected onto the glass. It's oh, just. Yeah, well. It's it's completely unnecessary, and I love it. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay, just to correct myself from earlier, I think why I didn't like it was just the contrast between the black and the white. Looking at, on the other mm-hmm. colors right now, it looks pretty. I uh, think the the midnight is amazing. Yeah, it or, looks or the, yeah, like the midnight blue is. Oh, it, lo- it, it oh, looks it's really so cool. Good. But no, I do not like the roof design when it's. Uh, uh, white and black or black and white but yeah the, mm. all the other colors or, or the void oh my oh yeah the full oh, dark black this, is this oh. is it okay oh well, yeah so yeah just a correction <laughs> if people like tried to find me on twitter and then just spam me for earlier this episode <laughs> I hate you but just this is just a correction that I hate the roof design just when the we're, what's the name of the color Snow, snow, mm, okay, snow. Yeah, I just hate that design. But the rest of it, it looks amazing. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean it's 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 built. So this car is built on the XC40 chassis, so the 40 series chassis that Volvo has. So it's this, I it, about the that. underpinnings I of it. About that. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I think it has the same wheelbase as the XC40, maybe a little wider. Um, but it also it has all the safety components that are in all the other Volvo cars. So it'll be like one of the safest vehicles in its class when it comes out because, of course, it's Volvo, pretty much. It's like so you have you have the performance. It's a semi-performance electric SUV, but with the safety of a Volvo, which is amazing to me because it so it have all the automatic braking features. It'll have the lane hold feature. It's not fully autonomous, at least not yet, and it, I don't think it has a hardware for it. But it'll. It'll be able to stay in its lane and like have lane warnings, uh, blind spot indicators, like all the rest of it. It'll be as safe as a Volvo. So that's a huge yeah. plus. 
The, but remember how I said earlier that I was going to pl- complain about one of these vehicles for their small p- storage compartments? Is this the one? <laughs> this is the vehicle. This is the car. Okay, so where's the storage because, compartment? Like, I can't see. So, like, okay, so, so the, the hood, it has, it has a frunk yeah. because it's electric. It has a frunk. But the frunk on this is, for some goddamn reason, it's designed so that it'll hold, like, the charging cable coiled up really nicely and then has, like, this shallow little storage compartment. It's like you might be able to fit, like, I don't know. I probably couldn't put my backpack in it. It is so – because it's so shallow. It's like – Come on, you have electric motors in the front. There's nothing taking up all that space. Just make it big. And they didn't. Now, the rear storage compartment is huge. You could, like, if you fold this, the rear seats down, you could easily fit a full-size mattress in there, I think. So yeah. that, that's a huge plus. And it, it's a hatchback. It's a liftback hatchback. So, like, from the roof all the way down to the trunk, that whole part of the car lifts straight up. And like pivot, so it's a huge entrance, very, very practical, really nice. Um, so yeah, but that's that's just the, the storage compartment in the front is silly small for some reason. I don't really understand why. I heard somewhere that it might be for safety reasons, so that like small children can't crawl inside of it and have the hood shut on them, but that seems like kind of a cop out reason, so whatever. Yeah, that, that was just that. <laughs> small, kind of, kind of a nitpick, but whatever. The just other small interesting details about this. The car is designed so that you don't actually use a key to get inside of it. You just have an app installed on your phone and the car will automatically recognize your phone when you get close enough, automatically unlock. And as soon as you get in the car, you don't have to push an on button or anything. You just buckle up your seatbelt and push on the accelerator and drive off. Kind of similar to how Tesla does it, but the Teslas, as far as I know, they use keys for it. The, this one has... Um, has all that designed into the app. And it's also interesting because you can register multiple drivers and it'll figure out who is driving based off of where in the car the phone is. So you can have multiple registered drivers in the vehicle at the same time, but it'll know who is driving because the, because of where the phone is located in the car. <laughs> and you can save preferences to the car. So one of the interesting things that it does, it's just like a design thing for it, is that when you get close to the car and it unlocks, it'll turn on all the lights. But it'll do that in a specific sequence because all the lights are LED, so you can have it like pulse in certain directions. So like the rear lights, you can have it pulse from the inside out or like all of it flicker on at once or like pulse from one side to the other or whatever. You can set that up as a personal preference in the in your settings. And it'll do it it'll do it individually for all the different drivers. And then when you get inside, you can save your seating position and your like pedal and a steering wheel position to your profile. So as soon as you sit down in the seat and buckle in, it'll adjust the seat and the pedals and everything for you. Yeah. Which is kind of impressive. I haven't I haven't seen it in practice yet, but that's what they've said in marketing for this car so far. Oh, that's crazy. But wow. Wow. This is yeah. next level. This- yeah, it is. <laughs> and I have no doubt in my mind that they'll be able to pull it off because they have the full might of Volvo behind them. So, yeah. Uh, I think we've spent enough time on this car. You think we should move on to the next one? I do. Let's look at the fourth one. Third, fourth? Yeah, the fourth, the fourth one. So this, I, I think these next ones will go pretty quickly because I don't think that there's going to be a huge amount of things to say about them. Um, this next car is from a company that you might not have heard of, 
but you've definitely seen their work. And uh, it's from a company called Pinaferina. Pinaferina. Never heard of Pinaferina. Have you ever you heard of Might have seen it a lot. Have you heard? No. Have you heard of a company called Ferrari? Hmm. hmm. Is it a startup? Hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so Pinaferina is most well known because they did the de- they've done the design on every Ferrari, every road legal Ferrari and a lot of the race cars from like the 50s all the way up until like last year with the exception of one car which I don't remember which one it was but they've designed like every road going Ferrari. That's crazy. It's a design company. Oh, Italian design okay, company. Okay, here we go. And this is their first Pininfarina brand car. Okay. It is called the Pinaferina Batista, and I have no idea what Batista means. What's that? But I'm sending the you the name link of for a WWE wrestler, like I <laughs> yeah, think so. yeah um, the Batista uh, James bomb. But- Batista, he's the guy <laughs> that plays Drax in the Guardians uh-huh. of the Galaxy movies. Oh, yeah, okay. and he's the WWE wrestler too. But the Pinaferina Batista is a, oh, yeah. I think it's like a 2,000 horsepower electric car. Do zero to a hundred kilometers an hour in less than two seconds. It uses the drivetrain and the engine technology and the battery technology from the Remac company, oh, which you oh. might have heard of. Yeah, but gosh, man, I just okay. It's beautiful, okay. isn't it? Whoa. Okay, so for, if, okay. I wait, mean, wait, wait. it's from the company yeah, yeah, that I, basically made I, Ferrari. I, I totally so, get that. Okay, so, 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 so this is the thing. This is the thing. When when you open the website. There's just a button, and you press that, and then this noise comes, and it's like a car driving by. And then, oh my, this is uh, this is such a cool website, and the design of this is pretty much like you could totally see that it's yeah, it's like a Ferrari. It is a Ferrari, but mm-hmm. it, it's an, it's an all electric Ferrari. Yeah. But um, holy this, moly, so this actually this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yeah. Once again, center charge in the mm-hmm. rear, so. You like that or not, whatever. Um, and it is um, it. This competes almost directly with the Tesla Roadster. I think this is more expensive, but in terms of performance, in terms of claimed performance, because I kind of doubt that the Roadster will be able to hit all of the performance marks that they've been saying. But um, these are pretty similar. And uh, but yeah, this. This is like next level hypercar design, <laughs> and I think they're making like less than a hundred of them or something like that. So it'll be extremely limited. As these these cars will not be driven; they will be bought and put in air conditioned, <laughs> se- like hermetically sealed containers and stored for the next fifty yep. years before going to auction. Please, but these ones, these things want. are. Uh, they are beautiful. They, they pretty much look like any Ferrari you've ever seen. Like it is a mixture of like mm-hmm. the Enzo, the four five eight. Like yeah, wow, this is beautiful. That's the only thing I can tell you about it. There's no storage space. What I can see, but well, it's a hypercar, so it's not, it's no, not practical. It's, they no. they say that it's practical, no but there's uh, no chance this is practical. <laughs> oh my, this is beautiful. Um, Batista can charge its batteries in up to 80% in under 30 minutes, so fast yeah, charging. Um, range of up to 450 kilometers. But that's probably only if you drive it really economically and probably don't go above about 70 kilometers <laughs> an hour. And who's going to do that in this car? <laughs> True. Wow. 
But wow, if, wow. like I said, this is built on the technology that Remac developed, which is a, a, if you've seen the Grand Tour or heard about what happened to Hammond when he drove this car, the the Remac, you'll know that these things are seriously fast. Um, yeah, just don't crash them because then they catch on fire. <laughs> But yeah, this, so the technology in this is already kind of proven in terms of performance, in terms of longevity. Who knows? It's <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Range, I don't think anyone will ever drive it until it's empty. But yeah, I don't know how much more there is to say no. about this thing other than it's, it's just beautiful, beautiful. And I have a hard time. It's just beautiful. That's I have a hard. I have a hard time seeing the Tesla Roadster compete. Like said, to be honest, this is generally like, please, please, please. Let this be the future of electric cars, like uh, like the higher and more expensive ones, because this is the step into the right direction. As of like as the North Star, Polestar, Polestar was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's more like uh, for consumers. For consumers, please, I think the yes. Polestar is the step in yeah. the direction. But this, please, let this be. This yes, is next yes, level. Yes, yes. That's the that that's another <laughs> thing. I just love this. This is beautiful and. They have a picture of it in blue further down. Yeah, oh, it looks like, so good. I love it. I just love it. But I don't know the functionality, yeah. anything, but it's still amazing. Please. This will be the next version of this this is a poster poster car. Twelve year olds all over the world are probably already printing True. posters of these things. I do remember I had a poster the, of my it, Ferrari Enzo. <laughs> this is what Kids yeah. today. It used to be the Lamborghini Countach, the Ferrari Enzo, all those things. Mm. This is the next car that will be like that. True. Wow. Okay. That's everything for this car. Moving on. Yeah, don't know how much more to say. They haven't talked a whole lot about all the details, but they probably won't to the general public anyways. Mm. So it's like, whatever. So moving on to the next car. This is one that... We've talked about before, and it's on the complete opposite end of the oh, yeah. spectrum. Because while the the Pinaferina Batista, the Automobili Pinaferina Batista, for the full name, <laughs> um, is I think it's the most expensive electric car ever built. This is the cheapest electric car that you can buy right now, and you know what I'm talking about because it's the Renault <laughs> Twizy. <laughs> oh, I love this car. Oh, so, I do love this car. I, I think well. we've both we've both we've talked about this just amongst yeah. ourselves before. And it's it's really really fun. It's just a fun little it's, car. Wow! The, like I just love it. It's just it's so ugly, <laughs> but like so, <laughs> the well, charm about it. I think it's kind of <laughs> cute, but whatever. So basically, to describe this, it's a t- it's a very it's about half the size of a of a smart car. Um, it's in in certain European countries, it's legally classified as a heavy quadricycle because it's not it can't be classified <laughs> as a car. The doors are optional extra; they cost more. And if you buy the doors, you don't get windows in them. You just still have these giant holes. The windows are optional extras as well, and they like zip into place. They're not even like mounted properly. They're not glass. Um, it. It can seat two people, surprisingly enough, if you get the normal version. They have a cargo version as well where they get rid of the passenger seat in exchange for a large storage compartment in the back, which is actually really nice for small companies in cities for just like transport and stuff. But um, the, otherwise, it's tandem seating where the person in the back kind of has their feet to either side of the driver in the front. Um, 
even though it looks very small and kind of unsafe, it actually has full crumple zones. It has airbags for the driver. It has the wheels function as crumple zones from the sides. It, um, the driver has like a four point safety harness. He has like two belts that he puts over just for extra security. Um, and yeah, it's just a fun little car. It's, it makes about 10 horsepower. I think it's not a lot. It's not very fast. It'll, it, most cars quote their zero to a hundred times. This car quotes it's zero to 50 nice. times because it won't do 100 kilometers an hour. It'll do 90 on a flat surface uphill. It'll do about 70. <laughs> it's just like a fun little thing. So, so yeah, I just love this car. Um, there's not that much to say about it. I just like, no. Well, there's not much no. to it. There's no my favorite thing system. is like fun. okay. So the link you sent me, it's in Swedish. If you just scroll down a bit, and it says uh, "Frankly, leave it stone," which is uh, Swedish. Yeah, yeah. simplify life. In simplify town. the life in the city. But look at that picture. There's no way anyone <laughs> in the world will actually park a Twizzle like that. Like, how, how well, do you, <laughs> the thing is, you could. You can fit about three Twizzies parked and like side by side in a normal parking spot. Uh, it's a, it's so, just, if you if you just live in town, you're just going to be zipping around town. It's amazing because it'll its range is about sixty kilometers or something like that on one charge, and it doesn't charge very quickly. I don't think it has very good fast charging capabilities, but just for zipping around town. And for like grocery getting like, or going to work or whatever, it's, it's, great. it's just amazing. It like, I don't know, but I would totally drive around with this in town with like a huge grin on my face. Oh, yeah. I like just oh, love yeah. every single second of it. But then but oh, yeah. that would like just for the fun of it. But would I have one? I don't think so. But it's it's but they're so cheap. They cost they so just for reference, they cost about. Like a hundred euros a month for financing, yeah. but still, it's dirt yeah, cheap well, for for an electric without vehicle. windows, <laughs> side windows. Well, yeah, but the, uh, oh. but I think that's actually with doors and things. The doors are Lamborghini doors, though they open straight oh, up, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like they go vertical, and the um, the entire interior of the car is fully watertight because if you're standing still, the rain gets in. If you're driving, the aerodynamics are designed in such a way that you shouldn't get wet at all, which is actually kind of smart. The one hilarious thing about it, though, is that the handling on it is really, really good. No power steering to save power from the batteries and everything. But the suspension geometry and the handling and the chassis is designed and tuned by Renault Sport, (laughs) which is like the sports car division and even part of the Formula One team for Renault, which is hilarious. It's just crazy. I I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Not much nope. more to say about it because there isn't much more to it. <laughs> That's but. pretty much it. Yeah, and now we move into the into a car that I think is probably one of the biggest, ser- most serious competitors to to Tesla. And I I don't know a lot about this car, so but I know the impact that it's probably going to have on the market. So that's why I included here, and it's the Audi e-tron. Okay. And the Audi e-tron, it's like a semi-luxury, all-electric SUV. Yeah, and it's it's Audi's first all-electric vehicle, and I think it's going to be a, a a a force to be reckoned with in the industry, because people who are looking at previously looking at the Model X, 
the Tesla Model X, they didn't really have anything to cross shop it with when it comes to electric uh, electric SUVs. But then all of a sudden, the Audi shows. Well, okay, okay, whoa, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> An Audi. The, what the frick yeah. is these mirrors? What the? F- they're 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 cameras. I know, they're cameras. Once again, and they're then cameras. Displays like on the inside of the car. Man, this will take a while to get used to. But I, I okay, okay. So it starts. It improves performance marginally like aerodynamics are quite a bit better with them like mm. this i i and, get that um, yeah, yeah. what 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 i don't like is that they put them on stocks i think they should have used the similar design to what yes, honda did yes, for their e-prototype totally but okay so here we go okay so the design is pretty much like is this is a suv it looks it yeah, is yeah, an suv yeah, yeah. it's yeah, a full-size yeah. so this SUV. is this is an I think SUV. It, i think it's a three-row it SUV looks too. it's pretty big i would say it, it, it's really close to like one of those Porsche, Porsche, you know, Por- like the Porsche yes, Cayenne. So it looks like it. I is th- it the same design? I think they, I, I, th- I think they might be built on the same chassis uh, platform. I'm not entirely sure, but they're all part of the Volkswagen Group, so it wouldn't yeah, exactly. surprise me. It looks like it, and I like it. This is like pretty much the same comments I uh, for the design as the. Pole, the pole star, the yeah, pole star? because this is like a step in the right direction for uh, consumers. Uh, except, see, what, except what this I, is what like I some of design, like a middle ground because this is way overcut. But it's, it's, it, for for me, this just kind of looks like a, an Audi. I mean, if I saw one of these on the road without seeing the rear tail lights or the the mirrors, like the, the or the lack <laughs> of mirrors. I would have a seriously hard time telling this apart from a normal gas-powered exactly. Audi, and, yeah. which which I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad no. thing. And yeah, I guess there's um, the battery is nine. Oh well, mm. it's still a little expensive, but I mean it's an it's it's a luxury exactly, Audi, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be it's expensive. Gonna be that. People pay but a premium yeah, for these, anyways. I, I, but they they, yeah. they have they have the brand pull. That it's, it's Audi too, like the Volkswagen yeah. family of brands. Like, yes, I like. I'm waiting. Is this the first one, or is this the only one? Because they have more in the pipeline. Among other things, I think they're making an all-electric Audi R8 variant. Ooh, that I want to. Um, but yes, yes, which which will be interesting. Okay. But I, yeah, I do like this direction that they're going for. But one thing, please, Audi. Never ever bring back the color that they have. That cyan beige. It's, it's oh, I just, just looked at that. That's so awful. bad. Oh. It looks like skin. Oh. But you, just you, you know what? It. You know just, what? I just never. Use I it. think that the people. <laughs> I think that the people who will buy this cyan beige version are also the people that have rose gold iPhones. I don't. I can't see. <laughs> they I, look kind of similar I, to I, me. I, I can't see anyone buy it. Like this is way too close to skin color. For, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Just okay. I kind I kind of hate the wheels that they have on it too. Yeah, sure. the, 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 they don't Y'all look real good. Stick to the Galaxy Blue. The Galaxy yeah, Blue is okay. really nice. That's everything I have for this car. So yeah, I don't know how much how much more to no. say about this. I don't know a whole lot about it other than I think that this will seriously compete with Tesla, yes, the Model yes. X, anyways. And I think that I think that the build quality on this car will be miles ahead of anything that Tesla has ever made. Yeah. 
So that's I, that's one of the reasons I think that this is a big, serious competitor. I think a lot of people were waiting for like the big car companies, like the big German car companies, big exactly. Japanese car companies, even the American ones to some extent. I think people are waiting for them to come out with their electric vehicles before making the switch personally to electric vehicles. And I think this will be the start of that. And so moving on, kind of kind of staying in the same region, and I don't – this is kind of a bad link to send, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, this is the next vehicle, which is – it's, it's, it's the Porsche Taycan, which is a horrible name. I hate the name, but the design on it is – pretty nice mm-hmm. and the porsche yeah, okay. take it's a porsche is the charging port is like yeah you can describe the looks describe okay, so the looks. just pretty much a porsche i would say it's like a pretty much uh, the front part what, what which model would you say it's close to i would say the kn it looks like the, a kn I, I i would say it's it's reminiscent of the 918 the hybrid mm, supercar that they built true in a sense of way but also, this really reminds me of the design of the Model Three case. Well, see to see to me, this car d- competes more directly with the Tesla Tesla Model S. Yes, However, this I'm pretty sure it's quite a bit it's quite a bit higher in the price range. Okay, yeah. I think this is more expensive, okay. but it's it's a four door per- performance uh, okay, sedan. Okay, so this is just one picture, and it's just basically charging on a platform. Okay, so. You you can you can search for more yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, just search for Porsche Taycan, okay. and you'll be able to find a whole bunch of them because they've already done like test drives with different car magazines and things like so that. Like I like it. It looks crazy low, but it's still okay. Oh, I like it. It's black. This one. Oh, okay. So yeah, just for the design sakes, I do like how these like really big companies in general is. The same company, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> these are all Volkswagen yeah. kind of, but they're doing yeah. individual engine development. So that's the thing. Like, like I do like how they implement, like yeah, their previous design philosophies onto these like modern and like innovative parts. Or uh, yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, it looks this like a Porsche. You, you know, it's a Porsche. Say, this, oh yeah, it's the same. The same with uh, the Audi. The same with. The, uh, the yeah. same with the Polestar? With the Polestar, yeah. yeah. You look at it and say, I can understand that this comes yeah, from exactly. Volvo. It, it, it has the, the Thor's hammer headlights and the, the, the <coughs> similar rear brake light design. It's, you, you just see the yes. little details. So, go, yeah, I like this that. makes sense. Uh, because, yeah, because like the first two we saw, they are so different compared to like where they come from. Well, the first one we talked about, yeah. the Rivian, is just a brand yeah, yeah. that's trying to establish themselves. So we can't really give comments yeah, yeah. on that. The, the, Honda, the Honda is very different from anything else that Honda exactly. offers right now. But looking at the history, if you know the history, then you can see the references True. and you can see the but, progression. Uh, but I, I can't but see... For the, for the yeah. average consumer, that's not the case. I can't see that car driving around in Europe. That's the thing. Like I can see it driving around in Japan. Because it, it's just yeah. really Japanese design, like a modern Japanese design. Yeah, yeah, yeah but definitely. There's no way. It, 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 it's similar. It's similar in a way to some of the like the Suzuki K cars that are yeah, sold in exactly. Japan. I don't think they ever came overseas, but yeah, they're similar, boxy, small, kind of rounded edges, but still pretty square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I see that. So yeah, that's my conclusion on all of this. Like, yes, I do see the European cars and. I mm-hmm. like that, and I think that we're all seven. Like every this 
yeah, the development is in the right direction. I think that there's a long way still to go, but we're we're yeah. we're getting there, and it's crazy how like actually how yes, the companies are starting to embrace this, and I look forward to where this is going and. I just want to see what's the next innovation within this industry because they're still like developing the old innovations. And yeah. Well, the next, the fi- I think the ultimate step for electric vehicles isn't battery electric vehicles at all. I think eventually it'll go to hydrogen fuel exactly. cells because I think that's the natural progression. But there is literally no infrastructure at all for it. Yeah, so we have to rebuild <laughs> our society. Like that, that, but that's at least 50 years in the future. There's n- yes, nowhere near getting there. We can yet. just rebuild a new, like, a new society on Mars and just drive around there. There we go. Everything's done. Okay. That's it. That's yeah. a different thing. But 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 just as a as a final closing point on this on the Porsche, um, the I can't count the number of times that I've been in on like r slash cars on Reddit or uh, like any other number of car forums or anything like that and seeing people debating Tesla and their people are unhappy with the handling characteristics because the Teslas are very heavy. Yes, they do well in a straight line, but as soon as you come to a corner, like a Honda Odyssey SUV will out outperform them yeah, in corners. I mean, it, it, just because of how heavy they are, they're designed to be commuters primarily they just happen to be really fast in a straight line because they're electric. Um, yes, the performance version exists, but the suspension geometry isn't properly set up for handling and just a whole bunch of other things like that. And I can't count the number of times that people have said, yes, the Tesla model S is impressive, but I can't see it being an enthusiast vehicle. And then they immediately refer to Porsche and saying, that they will seriously consider buying an electric vehicle when Porsche builds it. Yeah. Because Porsche is such a pillar in the enthusiast motoring community, everything from their classic cars to their modern performance monsters. So this, I think this will be the car, one of the first vehicles that really pulls in hardcore automotive enthusiasts in a way that like the Honda E prototype and even Polestar, I don't think that they can really do that. They can't pull in the major petrol heads. I think that this car has that yes. pull. I, I do agree with that. So, so just to conclude, in general, with this episode of our podcast, I find it really, really interesting to actually talk about other electric cars. And yeah, then like the Teslas. Or, or yeah. uh, like all of these, actually like side by side instead of like Tesla versus X, or yeah, or mm-hmm. like now is to uh, say X, uh, well, that that well, okay. I'm just gonna stop there. Mm-hmm. X is just like yeah. a random prefix. Okay, so so yeah. just just as a as a final point, here we go. You sent me a link. Every, it, it, it seems like it seems like every every few weeks you'll see a news headline saying, "Oh, this new electric car is the Tesla killer." Or something like that, and I think that's kind of it, it's it's just uh, it's clickbait to yeah, to say really, that, yeah. but I don't think that that would necessarily be an understatement when you're talking about the Volkswagen ID project. I get that. Well, well, because Volkswagen, well, the thing is, like Tesla. Yeah, I, the, the thing is, I I don't think that Tesla will ever disappear completely. No. I think that they have established them well enough that they're going to stay in the industry for the foreseeable future. Let me preface by saying that. However, I think that as soon as Volkswagen, Volkswagen main, like the Volkswagen car 
company, as soon as they launch their full electric line, which is called the ID series, as soon as they do that, I think that they're going to steal so much of the market from Tesla just because of the behemoth that is the Volkswagen Yeah, exactly. Machine. exactly. This, is the, this is the next generation. And as soon as Volkswagen does electric, everyone is going to do exactly. electric. Well, all of the brands that Volkswagen actually owns will also follow, will yeah, actually I mean, follow in that step. But I, I, Technically, Audi is the first step that Volkswagen is taking. Porsche is falling close after. Yeah. But in terms of cars for the general this public, the, one, yeah. The, yeah. I, the Volkswagen ID will be the highest so, seller. I, yes, I, I would yes. bet money on and that. Like, yeah. To be honest, like, the only thing now is the perfect timing for them to yeah. actually launch and, and the engine development. Sure, they're, yeah. they're doing a lot of prototyping because they want to get it right when they so, launch. So that's it. That's it for this episode. Uh, yeah. A little bit long-winded, I think, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, let us know what you think. Sh- share some links for other weird electric car companies or weird <laughs> electric cars that we seem that we might have missed because there seems to be a new one every True. week. I hate um, that. Like, I gave up on trying to actually track all of these electric <laughs> it's cars. Awful. It's just like the Geneva <sighs> the Geneva Motor Show this year was terrible. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to go into that conversation. Oh. So, well, that's <laughs> it, guys. Please, uh, well, we'll just post this anywhere, and please continue the discussion. And yes, send us links. We'll try to be more regular with our episodes, <laughs> but who knows? Uh, who knows? Oh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it. Peace out, my guys. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll uh, see you next time with more weird <laughs> products. Bye. Bye.